Hi everyone and welcome to the simplified section of the Oyster Academy. Now today's session is actually going to be about an organization called as InSpace. Uh, what it actually means, what is the future of space exploration and what is the difference between any earlier institutions that are in place and what happens to them. So the government on Wednesday, that is 24th of June, approved the creation of a new organization specially to ensure greater private participation in India's space activities. And this measure in fact is termed as historic by Mr. K. Sivan who is the chairman of ISRO. The new National Space Promotion and Authorization Center that is in space which is expected to be functional within six months will in fact assess the needs and demands of private players. Now this includes educational and research institutions and also trying to explore ways to accommodate these requirements especially in consultation with ISRO. Now ISRO has said that the existing infrastructure, both ground and space activities, even scientific and technical resources are going to be made available. ISRO is planning to even push out data to these private players if they require them uh, especially to carry out any space related activities. Then the question arises as to why private participants? Now it is not that there are no private industry involved in India's space sector. In fact, a large part of manufacturing and fabrication of rockets and satellites actually happens in the private sector. So there is an increasing participation of research institutions as well. Uh, but Mr. K. Sivan goes on to say that Indian industry had a barely 3% share in this rapidly growing global space economy. This space economy is already at around 360 billion and uh, only 2% of this market was for rocket and satellite launch services. So there's a huge 95% that is still remaining and this 95% is related to satellite based services and ground based systems. So that's a huge market that we could actually tap right now. Now Indian industry, however, and unfortunately is unable to compete because till now its role has been mainly of suppliers of components and subsystems to ISRO. Now Indian industries do not have the resources or the technology to undertake independent space projects. Space projects like what we see SpaceX has been doing. Now additionally the demand for space based application and services is growing even within India and unfortunately ISRO is unable to cater to this. So the need of satellite data, imageries and space technology now cuts across various sectors like weather, agriculture, transport, urban development and a lot more. Now if ISRO has to be or if ISRO has to meet the current demands, it has to be expanded 10 times as what it is now and now that isn't possible. So at the same time there are several Indian companies who are waiting to make use of these opportunities. Not only that a few companies are actually in the process of developing their own launch vehicles. Launch vehicles like what ISRO is doing with PSLVs. And these private players also want to carry satellites and other payloads into space. Right now only ISRO can help them do that. 
So launches from ISRO that happen on ISRO rockets only, especially on different versions of PSLV and GSLV, shouldn't be the only spacecrafts that carry payloads into space. And ISRO has gone on to say that we, with the help of InSpace, we will be giving private players all the facilities that they would require and all the help that they can give so that they can launch their own payloads into space. ISRO has gone on to say further that they will in fact give space or even land in Sriharikota launch station for these private players to build their own launch pad. Now, InSpace is supposed to be a facilitator and also a regulator. It will act as an interface between ISRO and private parties and will also assess how best to utilize India's service resources and increase uh, what we call as space-based activities. But then how does ISRO gain among all of this? See, there are two main reasons. One is commercial and the other is strategic. See, of course, there is a need for greater dissemination of space technologies, better utilization of space resources and also increased requirement of space-based services. Now, ISRO is not able to do it on their own. So what they do is they give it to the private industry to help ISRO uh, be free to concentrate on science and even R&D. Uh, ISRO is again planning interplanetary exploration and various strategic launches Launches are already in the pipeline. So right now too much of resources of ISRO is actually being consumed by the routine activities of selling their products to other private companies or even other purchasers. Now this delay unfortunately is hitting ISRO's activities. And to be honest, there is no reason why ISRO alone should be launching weather or communication satellites. The world over, an increasing number of private players are taking over this activity for commercial benefits. So ISRO like NASA is essentially a scientific organization whose main objective is exploration of space and carrying out scientific missions. So ISRO just cannot sit there and be selling its own products. It has to concentrate on it. So there are a few missions in the pipeline like observing the sun, mission to moon, there is also a human space flight that is Gaganyaan and possibly a human landing on the moon. ISRO is planning all of this. And it is not that private players will actually take away all the revenues that ISRO might get through commercial launches. See this huge space based economy is going to explode in the next few years and ISRO unfortunately needs some money now. Consider this that most of the resources of the government have in fact gone towards COVID and ISRO instead of being cut of all the uh, money that they would be getting, it's better that they start earning some money on their own and get some private players involved. So if there is an ISRO today, only then will they be earning in the future, right? So the basic concept is to earn money right now and also get our private players involved so that there could be more uh, understanding, there could be better coordination with the private players while we are still in the nascent stage. Once we turn huge, once ISRO, ISRO turns huge, it will be very difficult to accommodate these private players. Right? So that is the basic concept of InSpace. But there is something else also happening. Now, InSpace is the second space organization that has been created by the current government in the last two years itself. 
In the 2019 budget, the government had announced the setting up of a new Space India Limited uh, company, which is again a public sector company, and this is to serve as a marketing arm of ISRO. So the main aim or the main purpose is to, in fact, market all the technologies which are developed by ISRO and bring it to more clients that need space-based services. So you see, there's a small difference here. In space is going to talk about infrastructure development and involving the private players in developing space tech as well with the help of ISRO. Whereas the second part, which is NSIL, that is New Space India Limited, that is going to be a specific marketing arm of ISRO, where whatever ISRO makes, NSIL will sell. All right. But there is this problem here. So in space, there is no issue with it. Whereas NSIL, there is a small issue. Now the role that will be performed by NSIL is actually being performed right now presently by the Antrix Corporation, and this Antrix Corporation is a PSU under the Department of Space, and it still exists. Now it is not clear why there is a need for another organization with overlapping function. However, in the same statement given by the government on 24th of June. It also goes on to say that NSIL, which was a supply-driven strategy, so a supply-driven strategy is where uh, the company that makes a product is going to sell whatever they make. However, NSIL is supposed to move from a supply-driven strategy to a demand-driven strategy. That means NSIL will proactively ask its consumers what they need in terms of better equipments, and they will now NSIL will ask ISRO to make or cater to the demands of the consumers. There's a small change here. So whatever ISRO was making, NSIL was selling. Now NSIL will go to the consumers and then ask them what they want, and then tell ISRO to make it. So this is going to be demand-driven from here on. The only issue is we do not know what is going to be the role of Anthrix from here on. Will it stay? Will it not stay? It will possibly come up uh, in a few months' time, and we'll have a better understanding of that. From your prelims point of view, just remember the full form of InSpace, the full form of NSIL, and what does InSpace do, and the concept of NSIL. And the fact that NSIL has now turned from a supply-driven uh, supply-driven um, structure. To a demand-driven structure, and was there an earlier organization that dealt with something what NSIL is doing? Yes, that that is called as Anthrix Corporation. In your mains, however, the question could come up as what is in space, and what is the future role of private players in space technology? For that question, I think we have sort of discussed what the ideas of in space is, and where we see ourselves, especially in the future. If anything or any update comes up on this, I'll notify you about the same. All right. So that is from the simplified section today. Thank you for listening.